This episode of the Productivity is Podcast is brought to you by Blinkist. Now, I'm a big fan of Blinkist, and I'm happy to welcome back as sponsors of the Productivity is Podcast. Are you not sure what Blinkist is? Well, I'm going to let you know what Blinkist is and what it has in store for you and your productivity, along with your knowledge, during this episode of the podcast. So stick around for that. This episode of the Productivity is Podcast is also brought to you by MetPro, a world-renowned concierge nutrition, fitness, and lifestyle coaching company. Using metabolic profiling, MetPro's team of experts analyze your metabolism, and they provide you an individualized approach to obtaining your goals. They've done it for me. I'm going to share my experience with you during this episode, as well as an extend a special offer from MetPro to listeners of the Productivity Podcast. So stick around for that, and stick around for the show, which is starting now. Welcome to the Productivity is Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Vardy, and this week on the show, I'm joined by Owen Video. Now, Owen is the founder of the VideoMarketingSchool.com, where business owners and marketers learn the art and science of online video. Owen's widely known for his high-energy, insightful workshops and courses, and he's a sought-after event MC and live stream host with a reputation for creating TV-quality live stream shows for brands. Now, I've seen Owen MC. I've had a chance to sit and chat with Owen at, at uh, we did this at at um, uh, Grow With Video Live, Sean Cannell's event uh, back in uh, just outside of Las Vegas uh, in late 2018. And Owen's a great dude. We had a lot in common. And as soon as we started chatting, I'm like, how, why haven't you been on the podcast yet? Like, why have we not met, let alone been on the podcast? So this episode has been in the can for a while. But you know, when it comes to production, I know that Owen can understand that you have to kind of make sure that you line things up in a certain way. He's going to go over that. There's a whole bunch of things we get into and how productivity and time management falls in line with making video and creating video for you, for your brand and for your company and, and for you. So we're just going to get into it now, especially as somebody who's trying to explore video more. This was a fascinating uh, topic for me to get into, and I wanted to share it with you today. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Owen Video here on the Productivity as podcast. I'd like to welcome you to the Productivity Podcast, Owen Video. Thanks for joining me today. Oh my gosh, I'm so pumped to be here. So the reason I wanted to chat with you, other than the fact that we had a chance to really talk at uh, Sean Cannell's event in uh, Las Vegas, we really got to know each other through uh, Todd.Live, who kind of said, you guys got to connect. And we just chatted about comedy and just, uh, you know, family stuff and like productivity and video stuff. But I've been really diving more into video uh, over the past several months uh, because I know that that's a place not only where I need to be, but it's a place where uh, people like my audience wants me to be. They've heard me on the podcast for long enough. They've seen my writing. I'm doing the daily blogging, all that stuff. But they're like, hey, we want to see your your mug, which I'm like, all right, if you want to see it, I'll let you see it. What what propelled you into diving into the video space? Because you've been at this game for a while. Yeah, I have been uh, doing it for a while. I mean, I've really been, I've been in video since I was a kid, you know, 1989, I was nine years old-ish, you know, and, and for Christmas that year, we had two big presents, uh, not a wealthy family at all, really just like middle class, like the lower end, the working class, blue collar family. Uh, we had a Nintendo and uh, we got a video camera, you know, one of these big shoulder mount video cameras, you have to put the whole VHS cassette tape in there. And I played Nintendo for about 15 minutes, but I played with the camera for about 15 years uh, doing sketch comedy, believe it or not. I would do video spoofs. You know, back in like 1994, 
like the video i was i was 14 years old uh, I, and and the the movie of the year was called hoop dreams yep and this this movie about basketball inner city kids and so we my brother and my brother's best friend and i and my whole family like my sisters and whatnot we made a video that summer called badminton dreams and it was about these two uh, inner city kids who came from a martial arts family, you know, that wanted to just play badminton and all the bad guys that would stop them. And and so we made this film. I mean, this was like a, a big thing happening in my house for like a week. And we just made this what ended up being a five to seven minute, you know, kind of family video. Uh, and that that I mean, that just kind of grew. And I, I started doing sketch comedy with my friends. I was in a group in high school that I formed called the Pentaveret. And the Pentaveret was five of us. Uh, and we just did sketch comedy. It was like Kids in the Hall or SNL. Uh, we did sketch comedy for our school. Our school loved it. I mean, we were stage performers. But what I did is I was the camera guy, right? I'd bring the camera uh, and set the camera up and would capture all that stuff. And so there's, you know, there's a video camera somewhere at some school district somewhere that's got all these videos, these films of our of our sketch comedy. You know, we didn't keep them, unfortunately. Uh, but I've always been involved. And so, uh, you know, if we can fast forward to 2000. And six, 2007, the market's about to tank. Uh, I'm working in advertising and a majority of my clients, so many of my clients were in mortgage, uh, refinancing and these different types of things. Um, I got, you know, I was number one at the company. I had number, I was the number one salesman and I thought I had job security there. So, um, you know, when my, when my boss kind of started, he chewed me out about something and I, I'm not the kind of guy that like likes to be chewed out in front of other people. I call me, call me crazy. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess. I don't like being uh, chewed out when I'm the number one salesman in front of everybody. And so I, I sort of stood up and, and held my ground in front of everybody. Um, and they let me go shortly after for uh, insubordination. And I thought to myself, this is where it all comes together, right? I thought to myself, um, even, even at this place where I was the number one revenue producer for this office, uh, I still don't have job security, right? The guys, yeah. the guys who are selling the least but went to the same college as the boss have safer jobs than I do. Uh, and so I knew at that moment that I would never return to the corporate world again, uh, if I could do anything to help it. And I picked up my camera and I started knocking on doors, going door to door, um, offering web videos for local businesses. Um, and YouTube was brand new. It was really starting to hit the, the like Google, I think Google had just bought it. Um, or it was just emerging. Uh, I can't remember the, the exactly, but, uh, I start. I sold them these videos and I put them on YouTube and I was like, now you got a video, you know, and I crushed at that. So my skills have always been in practical video. It's always been, it's never really been cinematic or, or like this amazing, like kind of go multiviral billions of views video kind of guy. I'm really more the guy that's like, Hey, let's make these five videos for your company and let's count the cash that comes in, uh, from, from generating leads on YouTube. And we've been very successful with that for the last 10 years. Well, and, and it's interesting as we talked about this, like kind of the trajectory that you had with your career kind of is what, when we had this conversation, when we were in, in Vegas, it, they're very similar paths. You know, I was doing comedy, I was doing all that stuff. It, it, I had the day job eventually that I had to go to, but during my whole youth, I was into doing sketches. And yeah. I mean, I met, we, I did my little George Bush, uh, senior, impression and told you about airband and all that stuff and yeah. then eventually it gets to a point where um you, you have to go and, and say okay well how do i how do i earn a living how do i especially because you, you you're getting a family and all that stuff right. um what was you, you again i think what you've done is you've meshed that sales component that you were so right. good at with 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 youtube how how did that how did that look then and then what is what have you continued to do to kind of because it seems like you're pushing more towards 
I mean, I mean and if you go to your YouTube channel, which we'll link to in the show notes, there's a lot more. Um, it, it's not it's not driven as much by sales, but it's just there's you're you're a personality on there now, right? Like there's there's that personality. So yeah. what, what's that journey been like? Because it is it is a shift, right? It is a shift, and it's it's sort of like a reverse bell curve. You know, whereas instead of it, it peaks at the top. It's kind of like you, you just, it ebbs and flows. It goes ups and down, you know. Uh, when I first started on the channel, um, yeah, exactly. What I was doing was creating videos to help my customers do better video, right? Because I was going door to door and and selling video. And so I started the channel as sort of like I would publish these unlisted videos that would say, hey, thanks for doing a video with me last week. Um, now you're probably wondering, how do I promote my video? And so they, here's three things that I would do with your video right now. And I would like actually go like back in, the, in these days, YouTube didn't have a download MP4 version. So you'd have to go to these like wonky sites. It's like first illegally download your video from YouTube. <laughs> I taught them that I was like, Hey, first you got to go to this site, download it because it's, you know, this is Dropbox didn't exist guys. Like Google drive didn't exist. Like the cloud wasn't even a term yet. And so we'd upload the videos to YouTube. We should like, now you got to download it. Now here's the, you know, re-upload it. At this time, I think Facebook had video, but only in, in like certain features. Uh, I, I can't even remember. I mean, this is the, before the timeline, the Facebook timeline even was introduced. Um, so, you know, it's a very different environment and we could do whatever we, we wanted. And it was very easy to rank a video, right? If you were a chiropractor in Cincinnati, it was very easy to make 10 videos, you know, that was like best chiropractor, Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, top chiropractor, uh, 84102 or whatever the dang zip code is and, and rank our clients for this. And so we'd, we'd put these very simple videos up uh, and we would notice results in days. I mean, you're number one. And then from there, you're getting sales because Google was full fledged. Everybody, you know, the, Google was already big. And, and so the results were coming up in, in YouTube. Uh, as I grew the channel that way, sort of being the expert, right, I became more of a personality. Uh, and I remember when that happened, I got a phone call from uh, a gentleman at the National Speakers Association that we want to bring you out to Charlotte, Virginia to speak to one of our groups and um, show them how you're using YouTube. And, and that kind of be, like I became I went from sort of teaching uh, like, you know, sort of like how to make video to just sort of like how to grow on YouTube. And the content sort of changed. I met Daryl Eves. I met Jeremy Vest. I met Tim Schmoyer. Uh, and these guys were all in the very beginnings of their careers as well. Uh, for those of you that don't know, these are like the biggest names in, in YouTube for creators, right? YouTube for creators, mm -hmm. people viral vids and like, let me kick you in the, in the, in the hoo-ha vids and, and these, you know, these things that, are, are funny and we enjoy cat videos, but, but we, you know, it's not going to grow your business. And so, you know, I saw a niche to be the grow your business with video guy. And I started building a personality around that, uh, growing channel around that, you know, fast forward to last year, two years ago, the algorithm changes, uh, and, and boom, like my, my channel kind of like just hit a brick wall and it just stopped moving. Um, and so in, in to adjust, we went back and it's so funny, Mike, how, we so many times in our business, like we go back to what we started with. Right. Um, and it, it works for us. We're, we're in that phase right now. We're sort of going back to the original messaging of we provide, you know, video strategy for service based companies and just getting real specific. So we went back to that and, you know, our company started growing again. And it's been a really neat journey sort of watching the differential. Right. So back in the day, a majority of our leads came through YouTube. Um, now about a third of our leads come from YouTube, another third come from Facebook, another third come from Google searches. So 
we've diversified and we've gone multi-platform and that's, that's what's going to get us to seven figures in 20 months. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. Okay, we're going to take a break from the show right now to talk about one of our sponsors, and that sponsor is Blinkist, a, a, an app I've been using for years. And I'm going to share with you my experience with Blinkist, but I just want to share with you what Blinkist is all about. Because once you know what Blinkist can do for you, and once you hear the story, um, it's really a no-brainer. Now, in today's age, it can be really hard to find the time to sit down and learn more. I mean, I've gone so far as to dedicate an overarching focus of one of my days of the week to learning. Blinkist is part of that process. I'll get to that in a second. But it's not easy when, you know, social media is bombarding you and it's got that addiction factor. I've talked about that before with Cal Newport on our digital minimalism episode. It takes up a lot of time too, and it can consume the time that you don't really necessarily have. So you might think that you don't have time to read a book or even to dig into personal development in any way, shape, or form. Well, there's an app that I recommend, and it's Blinkist, that will help you with that and more. What Blinkist does is it takes the best key takeaways, all that you know, critical information, and distills it down uh, into just 15 minutes from all thousands of nonfiction books, so that you can listen to them because there's a listening component, or you can read them. So really, Blinkist is made for busy people like you. Eight million people are using Blinkist right now. It's got a massive and growing library from self-help, business, health, history books, and you name it. There's tons of things that you can check out and learn from using Blinkist. Now, I like Blinkist in in one way, actually in two ways, really. The, the one way I really like it is because it allows me to get those real key takeaways from some of the books that I'm trying to get into. The other thing is when I'm doing research, it, that speeds up the research process. So that's the second thing. And really, there is a third thing, too. Um, what I, uh, do you ever remember, you, you, I mean, I might, I'm dating myself here, but do you remember going into like record shops and there'd be like a CD uh, machine, like attached to the wall? And you went in there to buy like the the single, the the one hit off that album, but you, you couldn't buy it. So you wanted to see if it was worth buying the whole album. And you'd, you know, you'd preview that album by what they had on the wall, or you'd go to the library to borrow the book or borrow the CD or whatever. With Blinkist, you, you that's what I, I use it for to some degree as well. I will use Blinkist. And then if I find, you know what, I love what Blinkist has distilled out of this. I wonder what else this book has to offer. If there's, yeah, I want to see more of the context around it. So I will actually buy the book. So Blinkist actually sometimes serves as the reason to get the book, the full book. So I, and I use Blinkist when I'm doing the dishes, you know, uh, when I'm, you know, when I'm commuting, which is not very often, but when I'm going to pick up my son from school, I'll walk, I'll listen to it. Blinkist has replaced podcasts in some degree uh, for uh, my learning. Um, you know, when I'm trying to dig into very specific subject matter, I will, I will, you know, 
switch off between podcasts and, and Blinkist, but Blinkist has really helped me out in that regard. And I've listened to a ton of books. You know, there's there's The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. There's The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. A Start With Why by Simon Sinek. Uh, there are tons of books. The Power of Habits. Charles Duhigg is another one. And Getting Things Done by David Allen. David Allen has appeared on this show. Uh, so again, that's kind of like the, the productivity Bible for a lot of people. Blinkist helps you learn more quickly. It's designed for people like us that want to learn more, read more, but don't necessarily have the time to do it. And what I want to do is give you a chance to test Blinkist out for yourself. So right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. So go to Blinkist.com slash timecrafting, and you can start a free seven-day trial today. So that's Blinkist, and here's how you spell it, B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T dot com slash timecrafting, and you can get started with that free trial today. So Please give Blinkist a look. It's it's one of those things where you don't know that you needed it until you got it. And then once you got it, it's something that you hold on to. I've been a dedicated subscriber to Blinkist for years now, and I, I'm so satisfied and so happy with what they offer me, and I want you to give it a try. So again, go to Blinkist.com slash timecrafting and check out Blinkist today with that free seven-day trial. I'd like to thank Blinkist for sponsoring this episode of the Productivity is Podcast. Now let's get back to the show. For somebody who's just getting into it now, like me, so for example, uh, you know, and, and you've got a team now, I've seen you in action, we were at Vid Summit, you have a team that works with you and all that stuff. Yeah. Back when you first started, you were the team. I would imagine, yeah. like, you were, you were it. Right. <laughs> so if someone, because it, it can be very um, daunting, especially because everybody, like YouTube is now the juggernaut that it is, the second largest right. search engine on the planet. Yeah. Uh, you know, if if someone is feeling tentative or either because either they figure that they can't gain traction or that they just are like, this seems like a whole lot of work uh, and the reward is probably not going to be there, uh, at least not as quickly as they might like. What what would you say to somebody who wants to put some kind of process in place or wants to get going with with creating video, becoming a creator, building it for their business or even just, you know, they, they want to go down that road that you and I were going down, which is comedy. Like, hey, you know what? There is that I mean, because there are channels out there that are they're doing that stuff what would you recommend to them in order to be not just you know uh effective with it as effect but also efficient because i think that that people tend to throw in the towel when they see that you know the the grind is 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 so much greater than 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 the goods that are being delivered yeah and and it can be uh, it can be you asked so many yes such a great question i think what you just asked is really the question right that's kind of like what confronts all of us uh, and so my first question is, what does daunting mean? Uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Let the audience off the hook a little bit, right? So just uh, it's a good question. So here's the thing is um, when YouTube first started, you could get away with, with crappy video. Um, then came the creator revolution. And that's your Sean Cannell's. Uh, in fact, I knew Sean Cannell back in the day. I remember meeting him at Vid Summit 1 um, four or five years ago. And thinking, um, you know, cool guy. I hope he makes it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, yep. Boom, a million followers later, right? He's a, he's a fantastic creator. Uh, and he's sort of, you know, he's one of those guys, uh, Nick Nimmin, creating these phenomenal videos. And, of course, um, the PewDiePies and sort of the the Shea Carls. Everyone became really good. Uh, what, what's the guy's name? Devin Supertramp, right, was making these film qualities, right? People are leaving film to do YouTube. And then that, that got pretty big and, and a lot of people excelled there, but, but now we're in this, this awesome, awesome phase 
and we're back to you can get away with crappy video now. Now, crappy video means something different because we have tools, uh, but we're teaching our clients who generally run service-based companies. So, you, you know, maybe you're a, you're a business in a, sh in a shopping mall, you're a chiropractor, you're a karate studio, um, fitness instructor, maybe you're a certified financial planner, you provide a service, you go to the chamber, uh, you go to BNI. This is our typical client, right? And we love mm -hmm. to serve this. We, we have some Fortune 100 stuff as well, but, but you know, most of our clients are in this, this daily grind. Um, and so what we're teaching them and where they're having tremendous success is with a, um, a smartphone on a tripod delivering a message that speaks very clearly to one specific client group and the major need of that group. Right. Mm -hmm. So we start, we, we talk about the Han Solo strategy and this is where one good video can destroy the galaxy, right? right? You can defeat the enemy, the enemy of poverty, right? With one good video. And so what we teach is put your camera out, um, um, you know, deliver a video that speaks a very specific message to a very specific audience, boost that video on Facebook to that audience and link it to your contact form, right? That's as simple as video marketing is. Now, of course, there are things that you should say in your video. And if you want to know what to say, go to perfectvideotemplate.com. Okay, perfectvideotemplate.com and get my template, get my script. I'll just, I'll just tell you exactly what to say. So yes, there's, a, there's something, there's, there's stuff that you should say, but really it, it just comes down to making that video. And if we want to go and, and then boosting it, you want to go one step further, make one video like that um, once a week, right. Or once every other week and just kind of maintain this presence today, I'm going to talk about, you know, um, um, uh, uh, retirement planning for, uh, married, uh, couples making over a hundred grand a year next week. I'm going to talk about, Hey, today, today I'm going to talk about, you know, retirement planning for, um, entrepreneurs and, and people that just started a business the next week today, I'm going to talk about retirement planning for, um, single moms and what you can do right now today to start saving for retirement and doing this over the course of six months, 12 months as a, you know, in this example, a certified financial planner or something, you know, you're building up an entire library of videos that each, um, so, you know, presents a problem, uh, solves the problem and then links back to your contact form. Uh, in, in this way of video marketing, uh, you're never going to go viral. Okay. You're never going to go viral and that's okay. Um, you're, you're never probably going to get, um, uh, you, you know, the, the, you know, what is it called? Ad week to call you and be like, oh my gosh, you're making these amazing videos. Uh, but you know what you will get? Uh, you'll probably get requests from the news. Um, I get this all the time. The news is always calling me, uh, to ask me questions, to quote me. And I do, I've done a recurring spot on Sunday mornings on YouTube because when it comes to YouTube for local business, they find me. Uh, so the news will probably call you. Um, you're gonna get cust you're gonna get questions from a ton of pre-customers. And this is the big shebang. This is the big hoo-ha, right? When you start getting like a new lead a week, think about how that would revolutionize the sales in your business. One lead a week that you paid nothing for, right? And invested no energy for, no chamber meeting. No BNI meeting, no $14 breakfast, right? No, no, no time networking with people that aren't interested in what you do at some, you know, your first wine is free after work meeting. It just came to you and they wanted to buy. That's where you need to be with video now. You simply schedule 
a one hour block in your, in your calendar once a week for one hour, you spend 20 minutes prepping the video. You spend 10 minutes actually shooting the video. And I, I believe you should do live video, right? So you just kind of get your message out in 10 minutes and then you spend another 20 minutes or so, you know, putting the video on your website, promoting it, boosting it, and kind of doing some of that stuff with it. That is how video marketing works for the entrepreneur, for the small business, uh, and it works every time. See, and that seems completely manageable. And, and we're seeing articles about right. YouTube burnout and stuff like that where people are doing, you know, and I mean, and, and we've seen the podcast game too, you know, like daily podcasts, you know, where, and I mean, yes, you can get, if you can, if you can make that work, you can get huge traction, but you've got to remember it. And I think this is important to uh, important distinction too. the people who are daily blogging are yeah. generally only blogging. The people who are daily doing daily podcasts are generally only doing podcasting. The people right. who are doing video are generally only doing like daily video or even, and, and I would even say, you know, multiple times a week, maybe not daily, but twice, three times a week are generally only doing video. And I think the problem that a lot of people face is that they hear that they got to blog and they got to do a podcast and they got to do video. Um, how do you keep not just clients, but yourself from going down that path of, you know what? I should have a podcast or, you know what? Maybe I should blog. Like, how do you keep yourself from doing it? Cause the allure is great for a lot yeah. of people, right? It is. And I think the results are great. You know, we do a live show every Wednesday and I really want, I really want the listeners to tune into this right now because this is big, right? And I think that this is why my business is growing exponentially is because we do this and we do this for regular people. People have never picked up a camera before uh, and, and done it for their business. We do a live show on Wednesdays that we, uh, we dual cast onto Facebook and onto YouTube. Um, I have a, a, a cute little um, software on my on my computer that allows me to, to kind of play some fun sound effects and, and, and keep the show active. Like I can do a thing like, you know, playing a bell. <laughs> uh, and, you know, so, I mean, sometimes we'll have like an infamous uh, guest on the show and I could play something like this. Wow. The infamous infamous, <laughs> right. And I can really do some fun stuff. So what we do is we create these shows um, for our clients where you're doing like a 20 minute show and it's got sound effects. And what you can do is you can take, so you've got this video now that you can boost and bring customers back to your store, but you can also, you can also strip out the audio alone mm -hmm. it as the podcast. You can also strip out a segment of that audio and use it as an Alexa daily brief. So we believe in what we're calling the market leader approach, right? Video is, is just video unless you're trying to become a market leader. And that's what we want. Our clients, we create celebrities out of our clients, right? Like I'm not talking about viral video, amazing guy. I'm talking about the best well-known chiropractor in the city. Right. You know, because you, you, you're, you're ranking on Yelp, you're ranking on Google, um, you're showing up in people's Facebook feeds. Everyone's thinking, you're everywhere. People go, oh my gosh, Dr. Bill, you're everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. That's we're trying to create. So we move slowly and how it works is we first start our clients making very short YouTube videos. These are three to five minutes. Again, specific need to a specific audience. And, and this helps the customer get comfortable with video and the process, right? Because video is a process. Like if you go to a perfect video template, you'll see there's five steps to a video. You say these five things in order and your video's over. Right. So we get them to make a few videos that we send to an editor. We get them edited and we put them on YouTube. Now you've got them. That takes about two weeks. The next step now is, can we do the same thing with live? 
Okay, because live video will save you so much time and energy. Unless you're, you know, this business and you want to spend an extra 500 or invest 500 in editing um, and getting an editor, or you're a crazy person that's like, hey, I'd like to edit my own videos on top of running my business and running my family, right? Yeah. I don't think it's realistic. So you're going to want to outsource the editing, or better yet, you're going to want to leverage live video so that you don't have to do the editing. And that's mm -hmm. what we're going to teach. Once we've built that live, now you're going live once and you're doing the same five things, you see. So you're, you're we're, we're building that muscle. And once that muscle gets developed, we start showing them, okay, now here's how you put it inside of your blog. Here's how you embed it inside of your blog, right? And here's how you share that video in different groups and the, the right way to do this. So we build out a distribution system Step four is repurposing. You know, we'll get to this in month four, month six, depending on how fast the client's moving. Month six is, okay, now let's teach you. Now I'm going to show you how to repurpose uh, this thing. So we're very systematic. Uh, we're very automated, right? We're like, I am an email forwarding rule, Gmail rule creating, <laughs> filter creating hacker, right? And I learned a lot of this going through cancer is like, I, I can't have all this stuff coming into my plate because I'm, I'm sick and I'm dealing with chemo. So an email would come to me and it had these words and I had it forwarded off to another person, my editor, my editor could just take care of it. And that's what we teach. It's, it's like you, you do the video uh, and you, you put it into this system and then that system kind of does everything for you. All right, we're going to take a break from the proceedings now to talk about the sponsor for this episode, MetPro. Now, I want to share with you this special offer that MetPro is giving Productivity's podcast listeners. So stick around, and I'm going to share that with you. But I want to tell you a little bit about MetPro first and what I've been seeing with MetPro uh, in terms of really helping me with my with my productivity Sounds kind of interesting when you think about it, because really what they do is they help you out with fitness and nutrition and, and lifestyle stuff, but they're concierge service. And and what they do is is they, they put you through an assessment, which we're going to get to in a little bit, that helps you understand what they call metabolic profiling. So they actually will go through that process with you and help you understand how you can achieve uh, your associated goals with regards to optimally managing your weight and just getting healthier and, and fit. When you, when you think about it, and I've, I've talked about this correlation many times before, there are correlations between personal productivity and health and wellness. It's not just about the number of hours in the day. And when it comes to health and wellness, it's not just about, you know, what to eat or how to train. I mean, those, those are critical, but they're not they're not the be all and end all. What MetPro does and what they're focused on is time management. And it sounds weird, but bear with me. They're also focused on working smarter and establishing a game plan specific to your goals and lifestyle needs. So let me tell you how this works, how, how, how it's worked for me. If for every single person, it's going to be different. For you, it's going to be different. But it involves meal planning. There's no question about that. But it's simple meal planning. There's some flexibility and durability around it, which, which I really like. And what I've been able to do with my MetPro expert, Megan, is to cater to my lifestyle. When I travel on the road, I can say, hey, here's where I'm going to be staying. Uh, here are some restaurants I'm thinking about going to. Can you tell me what I can or can't eat? There's things like that. And, and, and things adjust, too, because my, much like 
your life, your, the, your metabolism is constantly changing and it's adapting to the environment that you're in. So without identifying a starting point, it's really hard to determine the right strategy. And that's why that assessment is so important. Now, MetPro's coaches do a lot of things, um, but they're not only educated experts in their field, they're, they, they have an empathy about it. There's no judgment and they understand that people have demanding schedules and stressful lives. I mean, I've got a tr- busy schedule. I've got kids, family. They, they will work one-on-one with you like they have with me to identify the best nutrition and fitness strategy that's going to work for your personal goals and lifestyle needs. I mean, I'm recording this literally on my birthday. I'm going to be going out tonight to have a beer or two. There's no question. I'm going to a ballpark, watch a ball, ball game with my daughter. I was actually able to send Megan, my, my Met Pro coach, I was able to send her my, my, the, the possible foods that I could eat there based on what they had at concessions. And she said, hey, here's what you should give a try. Here's what you should try. And now what's interesting is I, I have the ability to adjust my meals in a way that allows me to, you know, say, make something portable that I could take with me on the way to the ballpark. So it makes you think about this and also removes that decision fatigue factor, this whole meal planning process where you can, you know, plan meals. I like to do about three days worth and it just basically saves me time and and that energy surrounding what I'm going to eat because I already know it's mapped out in advance and there's just a lot a lot to it that we're even only scratching the surface with me. Like there's a whole fitness component, which I'm doing now. And there's, there's a lot in there. There's a lot to pack in when it comes to MetPro and there's such a great value. And I want you to take advantage of that. So without further ado, let's, let's share that, that offer. So as a listener of the Productivities podcast, you're going to receive a complimentary metabolic profiling assessment and a 30 minute consultation with a MetPro expert. Okay. Now the real value of having that profiling assessment, that metabolic profiling assessment, is that you'll be able to gain insight um, into your personal metabolism. Now, it once, you know, kind of getting getting an understanding of your metabolic profile is critical when kind of trying to figure out what you're going to do, selecting that right approach, and really unlocking what you can do, your full potential, the potential you have begins with identifying where your personal starting point is at. And that's, I've noticed that, you know, it's worked well for me and I know MetPro will work wonders for you. So head to metpro.co slash timecrafting to claim that offer today. I'm a big fan of MetPro and I'm really happy that they're sponsoring the Productivity is Podcast and I encourage you to check them out and see what they can do for you. Now let's get back to the show. You brought up an interesting point there that I wanted to get to, and actually it's a, it's a nice little segue, is um, one of the things that I noticed when we were at Vid Summit, I remember we're sitting, uh, I'm sitting with Todd.live and, and, and a few other people, and I'm like, where's Owen? And I texted you, and you sent me a picture, and you weren't there anymore. You were, it was, the conference was over, you lived close enough, you were gone, you were home, yeah. and this brings back to because I'm sure my our listeners are like, wait a minute, hold on, cancer? Like what? Yeah. Talk about burying the lead. What do you? T- <laughs> so yeah, yeah. T- so what? Uh, I want to talk about like you've built these templates, you've got these business, you've got this per- in place. What what has that done by put like what did what did you learn from the experience of not only building your business and templatizing, but what what cancer taught you, what facing a, a disease taught you about being at like an event like that and going, you know what? Cause I was, I was, I was like, I was impressed when I saw that. I'm like, cause a lot of people are like, oh man, he took off. Like, no, you went home and that's where that home is where the heart is. Right. So can we dive into that a little bit? Because I think there's some, be- like there's some work-life harmony things there that, that I think yeah, uh, so, people want to hear about. Yeah. So huge. You know, at the end of Vid summit, um, my, my wife and I had tickets 
to go see uh, this comedian that we love, and we love live shows. And my which, which comedian? Which comedian? Uh, a guy named John Christ. Okay, don't know him, but I'm gonna lots, link to him. Lots of like one minute, like viral kind of stuff, like uh, uh, you know, uh, Walmart parents. What parents say at Walmart? He'll go through an actual Walmart, do some funny stuff. We really enjoy him. And and my marriage relationship is like the first thing in everything. So I'm like, I'm at Vince. I already been here for four days. I love all you guys, and I got time with all you guys. Um, but I got, you know, I got to get back. And, and here's the thing is, is it's not, I got to get back is, is, um, then I'm back, right. It's not a sacrifice for mm-hmm. me. It's just what I'm going to do and when I'm going to do it. So here's a couple things that I learned from cancer and, and to give you guys sort of the backstory is, um, I am a perfectly healthy, I'm perfectly healthy today. Um, I do have less hair. Chemo took my hair and only gave half of it back. Um, but, um, uh, you know, what happened was I was, I was doing the hustle thing. Right. right. I was doing the I'm a hustler. And I used to really love that lifestyle. I had, I had a wife. I had, at the time I had um, three kids and a fourth either on the way or brand new. Uh, and uh, what happened was is, is I, you know, I passed out uh, for uh, it was about a two weeks. That is a lot of pain, um, losing weight exponentially. And it's just like, what the heck is going on? They diagnosed me with cancer. Um, and I immediately go into this chemo routine. Uh, and essentially what had happened was diet and stress. Um, had uh, toxins had 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 built up in my body and caused my thymus to explode into a into a tumor. So you know, I learned that this this hustle lifestyle is going to lead me straight into my grave. And what's going to happen is is I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be you know I'm gonna I'm gonna be at a place where the only people that know me know me on social, and they have this impression of me that is unreal, right? It's not a real impression. I'm like I want more from my life. I'm willing to be less wealthy and less famous, right? Uh, to have a good, rich, fulfilling life. Now, that doesn't mean that I, I wanted to give up on my business. I wanted to be that guy. Like, I'm going to put in X amount of time for my business, and I'm going to put in X amount of time for my family. And then I've got other things, right? Personal development, some other things that are health and wellness. I'm really into that now. Uh, now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I, I became really, really aggressive with my calendar. And here's the big thing about your calendar is G G I use Google calendar. I use the G suite and it's amazing what it can do. It's amazing what it can't do. I love that. It's like limited because it forces me to use better programs for certain things. Mm -hmm. Whereas I've tried like all these like souped up calendar things and there's just too much, right? It's just too much. So here's the big thing is, um, do the things on your calendar and the things that go on your calendar are things that you're going to do right and there might be a better bumper sticker way of saying that but it doesn't go on your calendar if your brain's like "Mm, maybe yeah you know or to make someone else happy your calendar is your life what how like that calendar is going to fill up whether or not you put things on it Mm -hmm. right you don't have to put on your calendar um, uh, 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 make room for random phone calls or, uh, you don't have to put on your calendar, you know, um, a kid will throw up at school must bring, (laughs) right. And all these things that are going to happen. But what you can do is you can, you can block off segments of your calendar that say during this time, I'm taking sales calls during this time. I'm available for family stuff. And during this time, you know, I'm going to be doing these things. So when, when, when calendar appointments would come to me, Hey, Owen, can I pick your brain? Hey, Owen, let's go grab coffee. The conversation sounded like it, it went from sure to that sounds fun. 
let me see if I can, if we can get that, if we can make that happen. Right. 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 And, and it became a real, Hey, you know, now's not good, but let's follow up in a few weeks saying no to things. The only things that went onto my calendar were the things that I absolutely had to do. And if they were on my calendar, I absolutely do them. You know, how many of you guys have ever looked at your calendar and you're like, yeah, I'm not going to do that today. Well, then why the, did it go on your calendar in the first place? You putts. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Like your calendar is your lifeblood. So protect it, right? Protect it and then fulfill it, execute on it. Mm-hmm. You'll find, first of all, and Mike, you know this, you'll find that you have a lot of free time. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. You know, I had, I had more free time than I thought. And then you'll, you'll develop this real sense of control over your time. So now you're thinking, Hey, you know, Wednesdays I do my, my SEO this would be a great time to, to do some prospecting calls. And now you're sort of like building your calendar based on the momentum you have in that particular time slot. For me, um, we record our podcast on Wednesday mornings. So when you're, when, when Mike, you're like, Hey, you want to come on my podcast and you sent me the link, I immediately look for Wednesday morning, which, which is, which is the mic, which is funny because Wednesday's my audio day. So you probably noticed the only days available were Wednesdays. Yeah, and I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> you know, for you, I'm going to make exceptions, of course. Right. If it, so if you had come back to me, and this is an interesting thing because I think boundaries are really important, and that's what we're talking about here, right? Or boundaries not just for others but for you, right? Because if you don't respect your own boundaries, you can't expect anybody else to. So if you had said to me, hey, Mike, you know what? The earliest Wednesday I can find is like four months from now. Then, yeah. then at that point in time, we maybe create a conversation that it happens outside of the scope of those boundaries. But that's yeah. the exception, not yeah. the rule. And it's it's funny because, um, and we're talking. It's because it, a lot of people will say to me like, "Oh, do you believe in like, uh, you know, hyper scheduling yourself? Like every moment of your day is calendared." I'm like, no. I believe that every. I believe that every moment. Uh, let me put it this way: I don't believe every moment of your day needs to be specifically scheduled. And let me explain what I mean by that. And I've talked about this before. Is I'm I'm a big believer in themes, right? Theming your time. So, for example, today is as we're recording this. It's my audio day. So when you and I are done. I don't go, well, now what do I do? I go, okay, today's audio day. And then I look at my to-do list, which has tags that are tagged audio. And I can go, oh, here are all the audio tasks that I should do on a Wednesday, either this Wednesday or the following Wednesday or the following Wednesday. Like that's when it should happen. And then when I have another appointment and I have another one coming up in about a half hour after our call here, I go into that appointment, that meeting, whatever it is, which is, I call it an abstraction because it's outside of the norm. I come out of that meeting audio time. And and you can do this either by day or horizontally, as I call horizontal themes. So for example, between two and four, because I'm a night owl, I think you're a night owl too, aren't you? You're far you, from it. No, I'm up at like five in the morning yeah. exercising and I'm, I'm like in bed by eight or nine. So, yeah, go ahead. so we're, 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 we're inverse there, but between two and four, I've read the book, the power of when by uh, Dr. Michael Bruce. And he says, you know, as a, as a wolf, like I am between two and four is your most creative time. I'm like, great. That's my making time. So again, I have a tag that's called making and I go, okay, it's now between two and four that overrides audio day. Let yeah. me look at all the things that I could make. And sometimes it says making and audio. So it's tagged with both. So I'm like, oh, well, it makes more sense to do this today than any other day. So when someone says to me, oh, so you, do you calendar everything? I technically do. I just don't, I give myself some flexibility and fluidity because there are those moments, like you said, well, I'm not going to do that today. Well then, okay, well, what other audio tasks could you do? It gives you, uh, cause the brain, like you and I both know your brain will go, especially if you're wired to be with, with, with the idea of hustle 
and 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 you know go 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 fast 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 now 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 uh, yeah. you need you need something to slow you down and anchor you so you can say okay hold on a second it's what day is it it's wednesday wednesday's audio day okay great what audio tasks can i do rather than you just looking sequentially on a to-do list or just going worse going into your email and let somebody else direct your day yeah you know what i think what you just said is is like the big thing right it's the big thing and you theme out your days uh, we, we theme out like, um, segments of the day. So mm-hmm. like Monday, for example, Monday's internal, uh, we do a lot of our content delivery on that day. Uh, we do not meet with clients if you were to schedule. And here's the thing is getting calendar links for the, by the way, guys, uh, is huge using yeah. Calendly. I've been using Vesita for years, V-C-I-T-A. I use I'm- Acuity. Yep. Okay. So uh, great stuff, right? Like having, having these links and having them coincide with your themes. Uh, on Tuesdays, for example, from I'm looking at my calendar right now, I, I literally have a, uh, well, I'll just have for today between one and five today, I have my calendar blocked off for work on launch. Cause we're launching a new, uh, we're launching a new course, uh, first of the year. So I'm going to be working on the launch today. Now I have links that I can send people that are launch links. So if I'm going to be doing work on A, B, C, I need to talk to this guy, talk to that guy. Those links are only going to allow that person to schedule uh, on Wednesdays between one and five uh, or on, let's see, Thursdays between, let's see, like 11 and two and so on and so forth. Right. right? So I have those times blocked out and I have calendar links for those times so that my appointments can book with me uh, in a way that um, uh, that makes sense for me. And of course, you know, is accomplishing the, the objective that we, we want to fulfill. So I call that uh, uh, like blocking, like time blocking. Yep. Yep. Right. And the other great thing about using links, by the way, just to, to cut in is when you give someone a link and they see all of the times available, they feel they have control as yes. opposed to, so you're empowering them. Yeah. Which is, again, we talked about optics earlier, it, it, which is, it's really just a perspective from their perspective. Meanwhile, they don't know that you've blocked off every other time. So they're thinking, wow, Owen's giving me a bunch of times on Wednesdays and a bunch of times on Thursdays. This is amazing. Uh, I'll pick this one because it works best for me. But realistically, it also works best for you. They just don't see that. It does. And that's that's really, really important, I think, is to make sure that your time is being protected because time is the one thing you cannot get back. Mm-hmm. Listen, Ray Kurzweil. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Ray Kurzweil and uh, the, uh, the the transhumanist movement, right? Which is cool. It's like some sci-fi nerdy stuff. Don't get me wrong. Like, like I love the idea, but Ray Kurzweil's whole thing is by supplementation and blending my body with technology, I'll be able to live forever. Um, y- you know, I, I, I don't think we're there yet. So <laughs> as of right now, your time, you cannot get back. So where you're spending your time matters and, and you can't let other people waste your time. So for example, I have a lot of people asking me for advice or can I pick your brain or, or can I buy you coffee and these different things? And I, you know, for the most part, that's like, um, it's a paid service. It's like, if you want to do that, you need to, you need to hire us for consulting. Um, but the other part of that, is there are certain people that I do want to have those conversations with, right? So like when when the marketing director for a Fortune 200 company, you know, contacts me after a conference and is like, hey, we'd love to see about integrating your system into our company, you know, I give him that call link. And, and here's the big thing. 
I schedule my, my inbound calls, my pick your brain calls, my, my discovery calls with potential clients. I schedule those during times where I know I'm going to be working internally on my business. So think about what that means. I know that during these times, I'm going to be in front of my computer where my microphone and my camera already are, where my links already are. And so I can easily take a call. Now that's step one. Step two is this. My calendar link program is very clear that it is their job to call me. I, as the expert, do not chase down, pick my brain calls, or I want to talk to you about business calls. And here's why. Because I've made those calls. I used to think, well, if I make the call, I'm in control. But I'm not. Because if they're, if they're like, mm -hmm. oops, I forgot, they don't answer their phone. Or if they're like, I'm still in the middle of a, I'm still driving home. Uh, 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 you, you know, and they missed the call, right? I'm over here at my desk and now I'm in, I'm like wasting my time picking up the phone. I've now exposed my lack of busyness to the customer. Hey, I, Owen's not busy. He can just call me any time of day, right? Yeah. Calls all of his customers. Wow. He's really available. I guess I can just reschedule this. No big deal. Owen's totally available, right? So when they call you, you're doing your work. And if they flake on you, you don't even get disrupted. Mm -hmm. You just keep on working. But if they do and when they do, because most of the time you think they're going to call, you, you, you get the phone ring, you pause the work you're doing, and you take the call. But when they flake, if they flake, it is no disruption to you. I've seen too many times where business owners, and that's typically who we're working with, the business owner will like schedule this half an hour call and they make sure they're sitting in their desk and, and all of their, their desk is all piled away and they've got their PowerPoint in front of them and they just can't wait for this call. And then it never happens. And guess what? You wasted that entire prep time for a call that never happened. You could have been working on your ebook. You could have been working on your SEO. You wasted the entire time uh, 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 like during the call and now you're in a mental state where you've been rejected. Yep. Now you're alone at your desk feeling rejected and you just wasted a half an hour versus I'm working on my SEO and if they call, they call. Yep. It's about crafting those moments and crafting that space so that when, and, and this is deliberate and we're, as we get close to wrapping up, this is being very intentional. And, and this is a lot of what I talk about time crafting. It's like, what's my intention? How am I going to pay attention to that? And, and ultimately be productive in the process. So, Hey, I'm going to schedule these. The only time people can call me during this, like again, podcast stuff, no one can call me for podcast stuff outside of Wednesdays unless, and again, this is the abstraction. Like if, if, a if I want to pursue someone to be on my show, that's different. That's a different yeah. scenario, right? Yeah. Right. So it it's it's all about being very deliberate. And as we wrap up, I want to, uh, you know, and, and removing friction from the process, too. Right. Because that's the other thing. So as we wrap up, uh, I want you to kind of give give the listeners if they want to get started with, with video and you, adding video to their repertoire for their business or, you know, or, or whatever they're doing. What's what's one thing that they can do right now that's going to either eliminate the friction from the whole process right out of the gate, or it's just the one step that's going to build momentum so that they can start to start to create more video for their business, for their for their lives and, and yet not disrupt or upset the apple cart in the process. Yeah, go. OK, I love you just said without disrupting the apple cart. I love that. 
um, you've got to integrate video into your business that either fills up your dead hours uh, or replaces a less productive activity, right? It can't be, let me stop everything and redirect my energy to this video. It has to be a very natural, fluid part of your business, right? It's like, I'm a chiropractor and from eight to 11, I'm seeing patients 11 to 11.30, I take a break at 11.30, I do a 10-minute live stream on Facebook to, to talk to my audience. And it's it's very natural. You see, that that's the type of thing. So the, the, the first step to eliminating friction and knowing your next step is go to perfectvideotemplate.com. Uh, I, I know it's like, oh, he's trying to get me to opt in. Yeah, I'm getting you to opt in. What do you think I'm here for, folks? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness, you know? But here's what I've done in the perfect video template is, We've created this five-step method for doing video, whether it's a video uh, that you're going to create on a regular, ongoing basis, or whether you want to do one video and boost it as an ad, this five-step method will eliminate the friction. It will tell you exactly what to say, where to fill in the bl blanks with your business um, specifics. And my challenge to you is to make one video and boost it on Facebook and then just let it happen. Let it work. I'm not promising you leads and sales. I'm promising you data. That's it. I'm promising you data. You're going to see that people loved it. They hated it. Who watched it? Oh, a lot of women watched it. Oh, a lot of men watched it. And this is going to give you insight to your next video, right? And to how you should continue making video. So go get the template and make your first video and get it out there. That's what you need to do. Take a look at who's watching, what con what you liked, what you disliked, and do the same thing again next week. If you have uh, like a, a, an open time in your calendar where you're thinking, oh, you know, Wednesdays when I get back from lunch, it'd be a great time. Put that in your calendar. Book one hour, 20 minutes prep, right? 20 minutes getting your getting your cojones stiffened up, right? And like to actually do it, just press that button, as Brian Fanzo says. Uh, 10 minutes to do it, then 20 minutes to answer questions and kind of share it afterwards. Book the hour and do it again the next week. It's pretty simple. Owen, this has been great. Where else can people, other than going to perfectvideotemplate.com, where else can people go to keep up with your work? There's yeah, links there, but let's, 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 let's end on that note. Love for you guys to follow me on Instagram. On Instagram, you can DM me. You can ask me questions. I post to my story every day. I post to my newsfeed every day and I'm at Owen video on Instagram. And of course, would love for you to join me on YouTube at Owen video, subscribe to the channel. We're live once a week and we do a, a training video once a week on stuff ranging from how to make more sales, how to be an industry thought leader, um, how to, how to write a sales letter, how to make a great video. All that stuff is on my YouTube channel. And I hope that you'll join us, uh, join us there. Owen, thanks. It's been a great conversation. Thanks for joining me today on the podcast. Hope to be here, man. Thanks for having me. Big thanks to Owen Video for joining me today on the Productivityist Podcast. Of course, you can always learn and find and discover and dig in deeper to some of the stuff we talked about. They're in the show notes, which you can find in the podcast app that you are using right now to listen to the show. Or if you're looking at it on the web, of course, it's at productivityist.com slash podcast two five. Too. All of our podcast episodes are slowly, actually, I think they all are migrated to the Productivityist website now. And all you have to do is put the slash podcast and then the episode number at the end of Productivityist.com and you'll get there. So again, if you want to check out everything that Owen talked about with me, go to Productivityist.com slash podcast 252. It'll be there for you 
ready to go. Thanks to John Polster for producing this episode. Thanks to Connie for putting the show notes together. And I want to thank our sponsors for this episode. One of our sponsors, of course, is Blinkist. Blinkist is a fantastic app. It takes the best key takeaways from from thousands of nonfiction books. I've been using it for years. I'm a huge fan of what Blinkist has to offer. And now you can take advantage of what Blinkist has to offer as well. Again, go to Blinkist.com slash timecrafting to get a free seven-day trial. That's B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T dot com slash timecrafting. And you can start your free seven-day trial today. I also want to thank MetPro for sponsoring this episode. Again, as a listener of the Productivities Podcast, you can take advantage of their special offer, which includes a complimentary metabolic profiling assessment and a 30-minute consultation with a MetPro expert. To claim this offer, just go to metpro.co slash timecrafting, and you can get started on that today as well. So thanks to our sponsors of this episode. And thanks to you for listening. If you don't want to miss a single episode, what I encourage you to do is subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, any of those places, wherever you're listening to podcasts, that's where I want you to go to subscribe to the show. You can hear all the great stuff that's coming down the pipeline, as well as look at the archives of the 250 plus episodes that we have in the archives. You can check out and find a topic, a subject related to time management productivity that's going to work for you. So thanks for listening. Until next time, I'm your host, Mike Vardy, reminding you to stop guessing and start going.